Welcome to the Striking Oil Podcast, giving you Edmonton Oilers analysis and opinions from a fan-turned-journalist. I'm your host, Caleb Kearney. By day, I am a carpenter, and by night, I am the site editor of the Edmonton Oilers team site over at the Hockey News website. Today's a special episode. It's a combo episode of what I normally do every week, plus a game day episode. I'm going to have it as one big episode, and then I'm also going to split it up on podcast platforms that if people just want to listen to the game day preview, they can do that. Okay, so the three things I'm going to talk about today, I'm going to talk about my line predictions for tonight's game with uh, in light of the McDavid injury. There's a lot of moving pieces. There's a lot of different things they could do, and I'm going to give my thoughts on what I think that is. I'm also going to share a little bit of statistics from Leon Dreisaitl the last time that McDavid missed a significant amount of time. This could be a big moment for Dreisaitl and showcasing his abilities and maybe finally putting to rest all this nonsense of people saying that he's like carried by McDavid when really McDavid and Dreisaitl are two very elite players that play with each other, and elite players need to play with elite players too. You know, we've seen players that aren't elite be successful with McDavid, but they're always, the ones that are, are always really good at something, and that something helps them in that position to to be you know, productive with McDavid. So I don't, a lot of people say anybody can play with McDavid. I don't agree with that. So I'll talk about those two things. And then finally, I'll go over my game day preview uh, for the game against the Minnesota Wild. That's going to be at 7 p.m. Mountain Time and part of NHL's Frozen Frenzy, where all 32 teams play tonight with staggered each game having a staggered start so no two games will start at the exact same time so go check that out also the nhl just launched their nhl edge which is some more advanced statistics and tracking are now available on the website it's not available on the app only available on the website so some of those statistics and tracking numbers, I'll actually go over in my Minnesota Wild uh, versus Oilers preview. So stay tuned for that. Hopping right in. I just got a little mm, shot of coffee here to get me going. So my line predictions with Connor McDavid injured. Okay. Now, they only have 18 skaters, so they almost have to go 11 and 7. The only way they don't go 11 and 7 is if. There's a defenseman injured, and then they'd go 11-6, and six, okay? They don't have an extra body. They don't have cap space to call anybody up. I wrote about it yesterday. Now, here's how I think the lines shake out. So I think on the first line, we get Evander Kane, Leon Dreisaitl, and Dylan Holloway. On the second line, Zach Hyman, Ryan Nugent-Hopkins, Matthias Janmark. Third line, Fogel, McLeod, Brown, which leaves Adam Ernie, 
which leaves Adam Ernie and Derek Ryan as your 10th and 11th forwards that will probably get double shifted with Leon Dreisaitl. Now, I don't mind these lines. And I think Holloway should be the one to jump up with Dreisaitl and Kane. I think that's how it should be. I think this is a perfect opportunity for Holloway to actually get some consistent minutes with an elite playmaker like Leon Dreisaitl. I think it'll be good for both of them. I think Holloway did a lot of work this summer. I think a lot of his teammates were impressed at the shape he showed up to camp in. And I think I think he gets a shot here. I think McDavid's injury paves the way for Holloway to finally get some consistent top six minutes. And then we'll see. We'll see if he takes advantage of this. I think if Holloway really takes advantage of this, he could find himself staying in the top six. And a guy like Yanmark or Fogel or even Kane might find themselves knocked out of the top six when McDavid comes back. So huge, huge moment uh, for Dylan Holloway here, I think. So these lines aren't really all that different from what's been uh, rolled out lately. I mean, I personally would switch Yanmark and Fogel, but I think they'll go with what they kind of did the last game. So like Fogel, McLeod, Brown, that was kind of a line. Yanmark was in the top six with Nugent Hyman. Kane, Kane was bumped down, uh, but I think he finds himself, yeah, I think he finds himself with Dreisaitl. I think, you know, he is going to be on the top power play, as we saw in practice. So, big moment, big moment here. Now, of course, that leads us to Leon Dreisaitl. Can Leon Dreisaitl silence the haters for good? Can he finally show people enough that he has never been carried by McDavid, that he can hold his own, has always been able to hold his own, and people just weren't giving him enough credit? I think most people might know how I feel about this issue, but I'm just going to go over some quick stats and time on ice information from the last time McDavid missed any significant amount of time. And that was back in February of 2020. He missed six games with a quad injury. Okay. So this would have been the 2019, 2020 season. And this is between February 11th and 21st. So if my memory, if my memory serves me correctly, this would have been the COVID-19 season the season that was shortened because of the outbreak of COVID-19. And that happened. I remember it was my birthday, March 12th, when the NHL announced that it would be like shutting down for the season or for the foreseeable future because of COVID-19. So this would have been just before that, February uh, 11th to 21st. Now, six games. In those six games... Leon Dreisaitl had two points per game. Okay, He had four goals and eight assists. His time on ice for those six games, 23 minutes, 36 seconds. 24 minutes, 34 seconds. 23 minutes, 35 seconds. 24 minutes, 24 seconds. 29 minutes, 22 seconds. 
and 24 minutes, 37 seconds. Now, if we compare that to the five games that he has played so far this year, he has averaged 20 minutes and 56 seconds, 25 minutes and 26 seconds, 21 minutes, 19 minutes and 32 seconds, 23 minutes and 41 seconds. So as you can see, or as you can hear from all these numbers I just listed off, when McDavid was out, he didn't play less than 23 and a half minutes. Okay. So he's going to be relied upon heavily for the next however many games. It could just be one. It could be two. It could be two weeks, which I think for the Oilers ends up being five games, if I'm recalling something correctly. So if it's up to five games, we could see him playing 23, 24 minutes a night. And I think especially if he's going to be double shifted in an 11 and 7 rotation, he's definitely getting 24 minutes a night. Okay. Let's just be, let's just be frank about that. So, so 20, so let's just do some rounding 21 minutes, 21 minutes, 19 minutes, 24 minutes, 25 minutes. So that average, I mean, it's like a 22 minute average, 23 minute average about 22 minute. Yeah. 22 minutes ish. So it's about a minute and a half. His average so far this year is approximately a minute and a half less than what I expect him to get over the next however many games that McDavid's out. So that will be a big thing to monitor. And whoever's playing with Drysaddle. Okay, again, I hope it's still in Holloway. I think this is his time to shine. The thing about having young kids in the NHL like Holloway and Broberg is you need to play them. They can't be playing for defensemen. They can't be playing 12, 13 minutes a night or 10 minutes a night. And for a forward, it'd be nice if they were playing 12, 13 minutes a night. I mean, that's what my cloud gets all the time. It's like 13, 14 minutes. So I think Holloway is ready for big minutes. I think he can potentially have a breakout season. He just needs the time on ice. Now, here we go. This is the striking oil game preview of the Edmonton Oilers versus the Minnesota Wild in Minnesota. I'm going to look over some stats courtesy of the NHL Edge that is on the NHL website. Also not available on the app, just so you know. So you don't go looking there for it. Now, there's some interesting shot information that is on the website. And I think, so obviously I'm recording this when we do not know the lines. We do not know who the starter is. So I'm just going to make some assumptions for this game preview just because I needed some data to look at. Okay. So I'm looking at in net Jack Campbell versus Philip Gustafson. Okay. We'll see if I am right that those are the two goalies. Looking at the Minnesota Wild, they have 148 shots on goal. 45 of those shots have been from mid-range, okay? Where Jack Campbell has a 943 save percentage. 
and the league average save percentage of mid-range shots is only 880. Okay, so he's allowed two goals on 35 mid-range shots. And if you go to the NHL Edge website or NHL.com, you will see where it sort of shows mid-range. So it's not taught, it's not, it's basically in front, directly in front of the net, sort of out of the high danger zone. So that's how far back you are. It's probably like 10 or 12 feet away uh, from the crease and is the beginning of the mid-range zone. And it doesn't include like the very side flanks. So essentially it doesn't include where Alex Ovechkin sets up for his power play and where Leon Dreisaitl sets up for the Oilers' power play. Okay, so you eliminate those sort of side flanks and then it's the middle. It's sort of broken up into three sections, right? One sort of above each face-off dot or just to the center of the face-off dot and then one section in between the two face-off dots. That is all the mid-range, okay? And that is where Jack Campbell has stopped the most. He has his best, best save. He's, he has a really good save percentage there. I'm, I would say best, but there's some places where he has like a hundred percent, but it's from weird angles. So we're just not going to count that. Now that leads us into some interesting goaltending conversations. As far as Gustafson versus Campbell is concerned, Gustafson has the better high danger safe percentage. So for him, that's right in front of the net, right in front of the crease. Okay. And then Campbell, as I said, has the better mid range safe percentage. So the key for the Oilers versus Gustafson is to get as many shots on net from in between the face off dots at mid range. Gustafson's lowest safe percentage is in that middle section of the mid-range shots, which is right between the face-off dots, is basically where Darnell Nurse scored his goal from on Saturday, is essentially the location where Gustafson just has a poor save percentage, 769 save percentage from that location. Okay, And now McDavid has three shots from that location, but he's not going to be there. So that's going to be kind of the challenge for the Oilers there now. The key for the Wild against Campbell is they need to get as many shots on net directly in front of the net in that high danger area. In that high danger area, Campbell only has an 826 save percentage. However, from that high danger area right in front of the net, most goalies don't have a fantastic save percentage from there. The fact that Gustafson does is more of an exception than the norm. So that's also something to keep in mind with with those numbers. Now, the last two more sort of interesting stats looking at this matchup here. The Wild have spent more time in their defensive zone and less time in the offensive zone than the Edmonton Oilers. And the Oilers have 12 more high danger shots than the wild. So a key for the Oilers to win against the wild is to keep them at mid range. Try to eliminate as many high danger shots as possible. 
but keep things at mid-range. If they keep things at mid-range and long-range, Campbell should be able to stop them. He has a great save percentage at mid-range, even better at long-range, hasn't let in one of those sort of floaty goals into the net like we've seen some previous Oilers goalies let in. That's going to be a big key for the Oilers defensively. Offensively, offensively, shoot, shoot in that mid-range. Like, don't be afraid to not get all the way to the net. Shoot in that mid-range, but get some bodies in front and give Gustafson a really hard time and make his life difficult. He's a fantastic goalie. Got to make his life difficult if you want to score goals and win games. So those are my... My keys for the Oilers to win tonight against the Minnesota Wild. That is going to wrap up our episode today. If you enjoyed it, please give us a five-star review wherever they let you do that sort of thing. You can follow me on Twitter at CKearneyWriter. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at StrikingOilPod. You can go to the Hockey News website, thehockeynews.com slash NHL slash Edmonton-Oilers to read all the latest articles from me, news, analysis, opinions. It's all there. You can subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you prefer to listen to. You can like the video on YouTube and subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can leave a comment as well telling me what you thought about the episode, what you thought about my keys to the game. And after the game, You can tell me if I was right about certain things. After we see the lines, you can tell me if I was right in my predictions for the forward lineup. Uh, The links for everything mentioned above will be in the show notes. Also, this week, the Hockey News Edmonton Oilers uh, team site has launched a substack. Uh, The first installment of that, actually a couple of those will be coming out today. Uh, A couple of them will be um, podcast episode related. You'll get a newsletter emailed to you directly with links to the podcast, um, as well as uh, the first newsletter, which will have links to uh, several different stories. Okay. And if you want to have stories sent directly to you, I will have a link in the show notes to subscribe to the Edmonton Oilers Hockey News Substack so you can subscribe to it. And then you never have to hunt down another article again. You can just get them sent to you. And that's something, again, that I'm starting this week. So I would love to get some feedback on that when it's time. Thank you all for joining me today. And don't forget, it's not a game day unless the Oilers play. I'll see you next time.